This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. And I am so pleased you heard from her this past Monday, but she is coming back to bring us some tactics. Gabriel Dolan, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Zach. It's good to be back. And I'm super excited because now we get to get a little more granular, a little bit more tactical about storytelling in business and life, the true importance of it. And of course, we're going to highlight the amazing value that you are bringing to the audience with your seven-day starter kit, all about storytelling and crafting that story. But I, I really want to get like the true value, the true nuggets attached to getting this done. Are there some action items, some steps that we can accomplish today to start along the storytelling journey? Yeah, look, Zach, I think maybe the best way to start is to give an example, because I think once you give an example, people will go, oh, that's what you mean by personal storytelling in business. Because as humans, we tell stories all the time. And I've got no doubt that you and your listeners already share stories in business, but our default will be those work-related stories, you know, the case study type things, which are still valuable, but personal stories connected to a business message, that is where the real power is. And that's where I try to focus and, and push people to. And it's something they sort of haven't perhaps haven't considered. So let me give you an example, because I think this highlights a lot of things around personal storytelling in business. So I did some work with a company and it was the entire risk team. So it was a large organization. And I just trained up the risk team because like a lot of support areas, whether it be risk or comms or HR, they've got to be able to heavily influence the business units they support. So the head of risk, her name was Rosemary. And Rosemary said to me, one of the biggest challenges that I have in my role is that whenever I talk about risk management to the business units that I support, they just look at me and go, you're the risk manager, that's your job. And she goes, it doesn't matter how many times I tell them, I cannot manage your risk for you. All I can do is help you manage your risk. She goes, the behavior sort of doesn't seem to change. She goes, I feel like I can't get that message through them. So she was doing one of my workshops and this is the story she came up with and started to share with when that situation arose. She said, when I was a kid, I grew up on a farm. And growing up a farm, there was lots of dangers that we needed to be aware of, but mum would teach us what to do. So we knew what to do if we ever came across redback spiders in the timber heap. We knew about all the potential traps in the dam after heavy rain. And we knew what to do if we came across a snake in summer. And I remember this really hot day, mum was yelling at me to get my bike from the front gate because we were expecting people over for lunch. So I ran down the path and then I just froze because in front of my bike was this massive copperhead snake. But I remembered everything mum taught us to do. So I played statues and I slowly walked backwards until there was enough space between me and the snake and I ran back to the house to tell mum. And I'm sharing this with you because it reminds me of the role we play in risk. All I can do is give you the skills, knowledge and advice so when you come across your own copperhead snake, regardless of what that looks like, you will know what to do. Now, Zach, I'm going to ask you three questions, three yes or no questions. Do you think that story helps you understand the role of a risk manager and the role you play in risk? 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you will remember that story? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I've just saved your life. If you come across right? a snake now, you, you know what to do. Play statues, walk backwards, go tell your mum. And the third question, if you had to, do you think you could retell that story without losing its meaning? Absolutely. Yeah. So I would suggest that whether you're leading a team, whether you're talking to salespeople, whether you're trying to grow your business, whether you're trying to get funding or whatever it is, when you're communicating that, do people understand what you're saying, really understand it? Can they remember it? So when the meeting's over, when the presentation's finished, when the pitch is done, can they actually remember it? And if they had to, can they retell it? to someone else without losing its meaning. Like they've got to go back to their stakeholders and retell it. And a personal story, your personal story, will give you traction on those three things where facts, figures, data, yes, you need it. You still all absolutely need it, but we don't connect with that and we don't engage with it. And it's only through the story that people connect with it because at some level it's tapped into emotion. And when I say emotion, you know, I'm not talking like you have to get all scared or anything. It's just without you knowing it, that story has tapped into emotion. And as humans, we process emotion and logic different. First of all, we process emotion faster and we justify stuff with logic. So, you know, anyone in traditional sales roles will tell you people buy on emotion and justify on logic. And whether we're buying a new pair of shoes, or we're buying into your idea or your strategy, we're doing that on emotion. Yes, it's got to make sense logically, so you want to have that. But also, we store emotion in the long-term part of our brain, and that's why we remember the story. So I think that's a great example of, first of all, when I say personal story, it's not you know, your deepest, darkest fears. It's just something that didn't happen at work that you can attach to a business message. Rosemary, who who shared that story, she has she says that when she shares that story and the people in the team know it, the copperhead snake almost becomes the metaphor for risk management. So they they will be in their meeting and they go right. Have we identified any copperhead snakes? All our copperhead snakes. So the copperhead snake sort of becomes the shorthand, the the metaphor for risk management. And it's through the story that they really understood their role in risk management. And there were a couple pieces of that story that I want to highlight that I took away from, because it's one of those, when you talk storytelling, and this, I'm just as guilty because I know I've read and absolutely love, I can't remember the author, but story brand. And it's all about like building your brand through telling the stories and and how your client is the hero, you're the guide, and you have to tell the story in that capacity. But as I've worked through that in marketing content and advertisement and leadership, what people think when you think story is I have to tell this journey and I have to have something that's a 30-minute conversation about all of this. And it seems so overwhelming, like writing a book. You've written a bunch, probably not overwhelming to you, but somebody that's never written a book before thinks, golly, that is a giant endeavor to encapsulate a lesson and a story and all of that into something that is concise. And what I love about what you just outlined for me and my takeaway from it is you you kept that story very simple because it is able to be repeated, right? That is a short story that had a quick lesson, a quick parable attached to like, I could definitely regurgitate that story pretty easily, but you use the word, use an example as a story where you don't necessarily have to tell the whole life journey of like every time you've seen a copperhead snake sitting in front of your bike, every time mom yells at you, you, you kept it very concise. 
what is the value to that conciseness attached to it? Is it does it really help that aspect of things of that shareability factor, if you will? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So my guide to people is that when you're sharing a personal story like that in a business setting to get your business message across, it's got to be really succinct. And I would suggest keep it under two minutes. In fact, I'd sort of say one to two minutes. And the reason for that is if you're sharing a personal story and people are with you, but if that story went for 10 minutes, you would be thinking, get to the point. And you'd probably be thinking, get to the point after three or four minutes. So one of the I guess, rejections I get with story or the blockages when I go, you know, share a story. People go, I've only got 10 minutes, so I don't have time to share a story. It's like the only thing you've got time for is share a story. So they've got this concept. It was like, oh, please don't tell me a story. I haven't got the time because what they're used to is people telling really long stories keep them short. And there's a real discipline to that. So, and what you said, it was like, I'm not, you're not telling your life story. It's just go, what's the message you want to get across? The single message you want to get across. And that, you know, like in Rosemary's case, it could be a message around risk management, but it could be a value you have. It could be a purpose. It could just be something around teamwork. So what's the message? And then what is a story I could share about that? And then it's the discipline to say, you know, if Rosemary was sharing that story with her friends over dinner, you know, she could probably take five minutes to share. That's fine. But in work, in a work situation, you've got to be really succinct because it doesn't matter how intriguing and exciting you think your story are, people will be thinking get to the point. And the moment they're thinking get to the point, you are losing them. You are losing them. So short, being really succinct is one of the key success factors of sharing stories in business. I think that's huge. And it's kind of outlines like the TED, TEDx format of speaking. And as speakers, I know we have to be very succinct. Obviously, there's lots of lessons you can go to, and maybe you have a 30 or 45 minute keynote time frame. But if you tell us one story for that entire time, you're going to see the eyes glass over. You're going to see people not engaged into it. You want to maintain that interaction. You want to maintain that engagement as a whole. And I love that you're outlining that. Can you tell us a little bit more? I know we talked about it a little bit on Monday with your program in the seven-day storytelling starter kit. Can you tell us what we just talked about is interlinked into this starter kit and the best way to get started there? Yeah. So one of the things the starter kit does is one of the, not objections, but often when I train people, they go, I don't have any stories. It was like, well, you do have stories. So people have stories, but they think, you know, and it's helping them through that process. Okay, you clear on this message, what's the story you could use? And they, they're thinking, but that story is not important enough. That's no one would be interested in that story. And they will because they're sort of these day-to-day little things that have happened to us that really resonate. So what the starter kit will do is it will take you through a process of how you can start to find these stories in, you know, like a process to remember those stories. And I guarantee you, once you do this, you'll think of things that you go, oh, oh I, I haven't thought about that for 20 years, but you're thinking about it. And then it and then it really is sort of taking you through the high-level process of going, well, you've got to these stories, how could you match it to a business message? What one of the days is like, where could you share the stories? Um, you know, so in all the different ways you could share stories in business, what are they? So it's like I said, it's seven days. Every day is a little two to three minute video. So it's just like for a couple of minutes for seven days. I mean, you're not going to be an expert on storytelling after that. That's not the expectation of it. But it will, as the name says, it will get you started and it will get you started on thinking about the stories you have and where you could share them in a business setting. 
I, I love that. And I think that really helps encapsulate like the ease of, right? Get you started. And I love that you offer that for folks. And I love that you framed all of this so well. Just keep it simple, keep it concise, use examples. I mean, so many great nuggets attached to the tactics of storytelling that you're unpacking for us. And I want to give the audience another opportunity. What's the best way for everybody to find more of this amazing content, reach out, connect with you, and overall just follow along your journey? Yeah. So look, absolutely connect with me on LinkedIn and I'd love getting messages. So if you're connecting me on LinkedIn by listening to Zach's podcast, let me know. But my website, gabrieldolan.com, that's where you could access the seven-day storytelling starter kit. You can access all my books there, but, you know, and download free chapters from the website as well before you perhaps decide which books to go. But the books are all available, you know, on all the usual channels. But yeah, gabrieldolan.com is, if you go there, you should be able to find everything you need. Awesome. Gabriel, I appreciate your time, the wisdom, the amazing tactics that you've given us for storytelling, and obviously that amazing resource. Overall, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thanks, Zach. Really excited to be able to share some of it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.